0: It's time for Motherhood Talk Radio, live on Toganet.com. Motherhood Talk Radio, starring Sandra Beck, is the most powerful voice in women's issues today. As the owner of the Motherhood Company, Sandra brings you inspiring, influential, and interesting resources to help you navigate everything from childcare to corporate formation. Motherhood Talk Radio features the powerful voices of Christy Holly, Robin Boyd, Linda Franklin, Tracy Coston, Dan. Kiernan Susan Hayde, Lisa Dietrich, Susan Fladock Wilson and our weekly correspondent Doris Reeves Brecky. Together these women bring you everything from the latest crafting tips to how to be sexy in your 40s from great parenting tips to moms living with cancer and most importantly how to bounce back with style. Motherhood talk radio helps you make a difference in your world and the world around us. Being all you can be starts right here right now. let's do it. Here's your host, Sandra Beck.
1: Hey, mamas. This is Sandra Beck, and it is airtime, Christy. (laughs) She's talking. She's like, and my 31 tote bag came, and it has a zipper pocket, and it's beautiful, and I love it, and it's just... Christy, we're on the air. Surprise. Surprise. Surprise, surprise. Today is our 25 ways to be a cheaper housekeeper. This should be good. Yeah, I'm cheap. You're cheap. (laughs) But I have to say something. You have come into the studio today with makeup on. That is a <laughs> violation of rules of motherhood engagement. When we come on the show, we are supposed to be wearing sweatpants, ponytails, pajamas preferred. I'm sorry. You've got nice jeans on, a cute top, and makeup. You're, you're just going to have to leave. I have a ponytail. It looks cute, well, but it's combed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, mine but isn't. I, I had to go out in public today. Well, I did too, but I haven't combed my hair in two days. Oh, yeah. Some people do a hunger strike. (laughs) (laughs) I do a hair combing strike. Sometimes you got to do what you got to do. Well, you know, that's why it's radio. <laughs> Thank that's God. why it's radio. So before we get to our topic, 25 ways to be a cheaper housekeeper this week, and some of them are really good, <laughs> i got to tell you, like sleeping in the airport instead of going on vacation so you get the whole backup. You know, go to the airport, sleep in the airport. You could buy in the duty-free if it was international. Um I don't know. I thought it was funny. Maybe it's just because I'm overtired. Um, Maybe. Yeah. (laughs) It's been a tough week this week. It's been a tough week. I had to send my dad on the airplane to my sister, which means now on Mondays I have to run out like a lunatic after my my military mom talk radio show to get the kids. And I can't, you know, do it at my leisure. Right. (laughs) As I did with my dad here. I have to get up. I figured it out a full hour earlier with my dad not here. Why? Well, because my my dad would get up and make waffles for the boys or he'd make bagels and he'd make the kids' lunches, you know, He'd have everything ready, so I really just had to get the kids dressed. We'd come downstairs, and everything was ready for us, and the car would be gassed up. I mean, (laughs) yesterday, (laughs) I did. We went to school on fumes. Max was like, Mom, it's just seven miles to empty. I'm like, the school's only six miles away. (laughs) Of course, I had no idea how far it is. But, you know, I didn't realize how much my dad did to help me while he was staying with us since my mom died. And, um Yes, you can see the overgrown lawn. There are dishes in the sink, um, but yeah, to keep up in the laundry too, because you know a lot of times I would sort the laundry, put it in baskets, and he would just throw it in, throw it in the dryer. Even mm-hmm. though I still would fold it and put it away, just mm-hmm. to have that done. You know what I mean? Because now well, when that I, extra step, you know, it does help. All those little does. things that he was doing without telling you, he was doing. Yep, it's like oh, sheesh. <laughs> well, like, this you know, morning I opened up my dryer and there were my towels from Friday it is now Tuesday <laughs> so I didn't do any laundry over the weekend I just was like sorting and loading up and then Monday morning I have my routine I get up and i I do the kids clothes and I do my clothes and then Tuesdays I do towels and Wednesdays I do sheets I'm pretty organized that way but I blew it. I put towels in on Friday. It was my last load, and I forgot they were in there. And we live in the high desert, for those of you listening here, which nobody's ever heard of, but basically it means it's scorching hot in the summer, freezing cold in the winter, dry as a bone, um, with occasional downpours of rain and dirt in your teeth. (laughs) That's pretty much what it's like to live here. But um, the dryer, when you don't take it out, it didn't mold, but the towels, they were like freeze-dried. They were rock hard. I pulled them out. They were like solid form. So. I had to re-wet them and re-dry them. Um, I actually just washed them, went them just through the washer. restart when that happens. Restart. Yep. Well, I threw them in the dryer. They weren't, I had to actually uncrust them from the dryer, because I never started the dryer. I threw oh. it in there, and I'm sure, like, the phone rang, the kids needed something, I didn't hit the button to start the laundry, so they just you know, kind of molded up in the middle and the outside <laughs> one's dried. So, But it's little stuff like that that my dad would do. Or if there were dishes stacked up, he would stop by and do them. Now, <laughs> they just pile up. So, I It's going to be another adjustment. It is. And it was adjustment with the kids, you know, because um, as you can see, what does that say right there? This is from my son, a post-it. Oh, <laughs> it says, you get a... But an F. (laughs) Get an F. You get an F. My 8-year-old put a Post-it on my desk. He put it right on my calendar that says, you get an F. Wow. Yeah, I failed motherhood. And um, God knows what I did. What did you do? So many of them. Oh, I know what it was. It was the karate day when you were late. Because you had to pick up Zach. Right, because they they were both at the same time. That's what it was. So it was Sophie's choice. And I'm like, do I leave, you know, Zach at the baseball full of pedophiles, or do I leave Max older, at least at karate, where he can defend himself? (laughs) (laughs) So I chose to get Zach at karate, who's five. And, um, yeah, I was late, and he was so mad at me. I was really late, but I had no way of calling because I can't call the studio. Frankie's teaching. And Max didn't have his phone, and, uh, you know, it just – he had to wait. I'm sorry. What, like 15 minutes? Oh, no, it was like 45 (laughs) minutes. (laughs) Oh. Yeah, because I had to get gas. <laughs> <laughs> I was on empty because my dad was not here to fill up my car. But you know what? He knows the karate master. Oh, Frankie. You Frankie will so watch him. And Frankie knows I'm chronically late. I'll be dead and they will just find my body days later. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no wonder she didn't come. That's right. She was dead on the sidewalk. Um, but, yeah, so it's been a big adjustment for my dad leaving and an adjustment for me, and my workload has gone up tremendously. Like what I found is I have to get up an hour earlier, so now I'm getting up between 5 and 6 every morning instead of 6 and 7. And then I'm still, you know, I'm folding laundry at 8 o'clock at night, like after my work day. We ran out of milk this morning. <laughs> of course. So um, I have to get it back together where I, you know, I used to cook on Sundays, go to the grocery store on Sundays. I didn't go. You went. I didn't. I didn't go. Oh, didn't go no oh you were an epic failure like me too yeah i i had texted you so if you wanted to go <gasps> oh we you know were what my go. phone died so anyway we didn't go i um, went today i'm um, gonna go tonight i took nicholas with me and he was my helper and we bought everything <laughs> all kinds of crap, this, this crap. Up. yes like yeah you want to get it you want it? get it yep yeah sometimes it's not worth the fight you know, I try not taking my ki- I try not to take them grocery shopping because I do spend more when my kids are with me. To be fair, and today we're going to talk about you know some cost-cutting um, procedures <laughs> that are recommended by the internet. And you know how those usually go. Yes, we do. <laughs> yeah, we're just going to make fun of About. dot com and these people who write these articles. But we're not going to identify where they are so that the authors don't feel humiliated or sue us. Yeah, but some of these are just really stupid. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's like. Do they even clean their own houses? Probably not. Probably not. It's probably like those other experts we have that. I wrote a parenting book, and I have a nanny, and I have one child. So I'm going to tell you, Christy, how to raise your (laughs) three monstrous children. Speaking of monstrous children, someone punched Zach, my five-year-old, right in the eye yesterday and uh, knocked him down. He hit his head on a rock. We had to take him to the nurse. What did you do? Well, I wanted to punch the kid, but <laughs> Max, my 8-year-old, says, No, Mom, the fight was over. He didn't advance, which was this whole karate lingo. And he's like, Mom, because I was like, why didn't you deck him? Why didn't you punch that kid? And he's like, well, I was standing in front of Zach, blocking him, you know, and the boy, you know, went away after he punched Zach. And all I could think of is, oh, I can only imagine what Zach said. Well, Hannah said that same kid. Another kid that we know that I will not name We won't name on the air. We'll we'll on the air. Kids. They're under the um, age of eight. <laughs> like pushed him down or shoved him and that kid broke his arm. Ah. I'll tell you who it is. It was the broken arm kid that was the offender. Yes. So he the got broken arm kid broke his arm because he was in a fight? Oh, another kid pushed him. So there so this kid clearly has some issues, so so, I yep. could have punched him and got away with so it. So, that other kid who pushed him might have been defending himself, too. That's you know, true. That's if I true. got enough is enough. Yeah, because Zach's only 35 pounds and he's so tiny, and that kid's probably 70 pounds and much bigger. And um, so, when he punched Zach, Zach fell backwards and hit his head on a rock. So, Max stood in between them. And then when I pulled up, <laughs> Zach was hiding behind Max with just his little head sticking <laughs> out. So, I'm like, get in the car! What happened? Because, you know, I could tell right away Zach had a big red mark on his eye. This is all dazed and confused. <laughs> I was like oh my god my five-year-old just got in a bar fight i can see what it's going to be like when he's 16 17 18 and um i mean to be fair you know the kid they were already in an altercation the the third grader with my kindergartner and the third grader was giving him noogies and pushing them and pushing them and then i guess um My son told the bully to stop it, and the bully said, well, what are you going to do about it? Well, my five-year-old said, I'm going to kick you in the nuts. Fair enough. Went to kick him in the nuts, but, you know, the kid punched him before he could kick. And Mm. I said, see, that's why we go to karate, because we need to learn to (laughs) kick first and not get hit. But um, I was proud of my son, Max. Even though I would have punched the kid, I would have taken that kid down. That would have been go time for me, even (laughs) as a parent if I saw that. But, my other older son was like, Mom. He's like, No. He's like, the fight was over. And he's like, he wasn't advancing. I was standing in front of Max, and he's like, the right thing was to go tell, you know, a, an adult. And I said, Well, what adult did you tell? He's like, You. You made us run to the car. <laughs> Um, But I did go to the school, and I thought they really handled it well. They took the kid out of the valet line. They filed a report. The nurse checked Zach over. And they were really, really good talking to Zach. Like, you know, the principal crouched down on her knees. She gave him a hug, and she says, "It's okay, you're going to be okay. And she's like, these things happen. We're going to make sure they don't happen again. It wasn't right what happened. And he was bigger, and we're going to take care of it so you can come to school tomorrow. You don't have to worry. I was sitting there like I should take notes. (laughs) I was too busy going. Why didn't you have Max? Why didn't you have Max? That is certain. No control. No control. No control. Well, this is Sandra Beck and I'm here with Christy Holly. Our show today, other about beating up children, is twenty five <laughs> ways. To be a cheaper housekeeper. We're gonna talk about ways you can cut costs, cut your bills, and even cut your own hair. That was one of them. I was like, No way. <laughs> It's <laughs> got my wrist, my throat,
0: Is more like it. Oh, so when we come back from the break, you're not going to want to miss this, so come on back. Stay with us, there's lots more great conversation to come on Motherhood Talk Radio with Sandra Beck right after these messages. Life got my love, got my friends, got the sunshine above. Why am I making this?
2: So many Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for you to be a rock star. Get ready to rock with Rock Talk and Craig Deswald. And learn how to achieve rock star status in your industry. Every Tuesday afternoon at 2, 1 Central on Toginet.com. Craig Deswald is the creator of the Rock Star System for Success. Craig will share easy tips and strategies on how entrepreneurs and businesses can use outside-the-box marketing strategies to stand out from the competition. Tuesday afternoons at 2, 1 Central on In Today's business world, a helping hand or idea that doesn't come with an invoice is a treasured find. And if that happens to you, then you need to pay it forward to keep other entrepreneurs from making mistakes or getting a raw deal. It's called Paying It Forward with Josephine Girasi Wednesday mornings at 10, 9 a.m. Central, Josephine is going to have the guests describe their accomplishments, the lessons they've learned, both good and bad, and then sharing those pieces of knowledge as we create a movement of Paying It Forward. For more information about Josephine, her business, and background, you can go to MyMomKnowsBest.com. Josephine Girasi has always been a problem solver. She saw this need and has turned it into a movement. It's Paying It Forward with tips, tools, and advice and hard lessons learned. These pieces of knowledge can make a huge difference for you, your business, and others. So join us for Paying It Forward with Josephine Girasi Wednesday mornings at 10 a.m., 9 a.m. Central on you.
0: Welcome back to Motherhood Talk Radio with Sandra Beck, bringing you interesting, influential, and inspiring guests every week, helping you make a difference in your world and the world around us. Let's get back to the show. Here's Sandra Beck.
1: Hey, Mamas, this is Sandra Beck, and I'm here with Christy Holly. and today's show is all about saving money. I've pulled some things from the Internet to share with you. One of them is the top ten retarded money-saving tips. Sorry for the special needs (laughs) people out there. I'm just reading the title. I'm not endorsing, like, you know, retardation slang, but it just made me laugh because people are actually trying to do some of these things, not all of them, like um, number ten. The number ten was... (laughs) Instead of going on vacation just go sleep in the airport <laughs> and I thought that was particularly funny just because it's so um it's just ridiculous I don't know anyone who would do that but um there is one number eight on here is make your own cat or dog food now I gotta tell you oh here we go <laughs> Here we go. I have made my own cat and dog food. Actually, not cat because I don't have a cat, but I do have four dogs, and I do find that I am instead of putting stuff down the garbage disposal, I'm now kind of putting it in their dog food. You know, because I do have four dogs, and they do. My four dogs equal your one dog, Christy. <laughs> um, but making your own dog food or cat food isn't the worst idea I've ever heard. Well, well, you are a woman. That has a How to Bake for Your Dog cookbook. Well, I do. I have a couple I'm just of them, saying. actually. I'm I just have my It's kind of fun to cook for your dogs. Listen, uh, they don't complain. What a waste of time. They eat everything. Everything I've ever cooked for my dogs. They eat and they (laughs) love. They're like, Mommy, wag, wag, wag. That was the best meal ever. Can you say that your kids ever say that? (laughs) No. Mine either. I'm like picky eater one and two, and I cook for my dogs. They're like, oh, boy, is there more, is there more, is there (laughs) more, wag, 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 wag. So if you haven't tried cooking for your dog, you should try it. Well, I don't cook for her on purpose. Uh, Stella. Stella. She totally just off the subject here. She ate my breakfast yesterday. <laughs> I made egg and toast. I had scrambled eggs uh-huh. with a uh, little meat in it. And I had to take the kids to school. <gasps> so I left it on the counter. And I was like, oh, I'm going to eat my breakfast. (laughs) I came back and it was gone. (gasps) So now just to give the viewers a visual, (laughs) what is Stella? She is a St. Bernard. Giant Giant St. Bernard. Big girl. She's our big girl. Um, Yes, she is. (sighs) How many pounds is she now? She's like 130 yeah, maybe more. Maybe more. Maybe because more, because after she got fixed, I think she, like, started <laughs> packing it on. Started packing it on, just like most girls. We go yeah. on birth control, we pack it on. Yeah. We get fixed, we pack it on. Um, anyway, well, so that was how I cooked for my dog. Yeah, so you cook for your dog, so don't make fun of me. <laughs> well, and if I cook for my dog, I will cook for your dog. I'll cook for you all You don't need to dogs. cook for my dog. Yeah, she, she needs to to a bucket full it. of food. You so. know what? When they're hungry, they eat. I used to think that though. I had one dog named, uh, Misty, and Misty was so skinny. She was like 16 pounds, even though she should be 25. <laughs> the only dog I know who had an eating disorder, I think, <laughs> because she was a show dog. She was like, oh, I will just nibble a little bit because I don't want to lose my girlish figure. But, um, yeah, no, I, I, I couldn't get, find a dog food when I first adopted her because I didn't know what the original owners, um, she was actually taken away from a, 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 a host, hostile, uh, pet, um, or a, what do you call it, a dog company that that promoted show dogs, and they took all the dogs away, and I got one of them, and I didn't know what they had been feeding her, probably like filet mignon, <laughs> um, but no, she wouldn't really? eat anything, so I... Three days, she hadn't eaten. I took her to the vet. Oh, she's sick. You know, they're like, nope, nope, she's fine, healthy. She's just adjusting. When she's hungry, she'll eat. Well, eight days later, this dog hadn't eaten anything. And I brought her in. She was all limp and laying to the side. And they're like, what's wrong with her? And like, she hasn't eaten. And they're like, still? And I'm like, yeah, nine bags of dog food later. Right. And um, so my, you know, my ex-mother-in-law actually said to me, try boiled beef and rice. And I went and got some cheap cuts of beef and boiled it up with rice. Oh that she ate it, and um after that she started eating the regular food because of you know, <laughs> that hunger thing there was there was nobody um to do that, but they say you know you can uh make your own dog food, and my other one for the top ten stupid money saving tips, my favorite one, Christy. Oh. Don't eat on Mondays. Don't eat on Mondays? <laughs> yes, what? don't eat on Mondays. Oh, okay. Yeah, because then the whole family, just think how much money you would save, because it's like $100 a day to feed a family of your size. Maybe 75 Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Mm, I don't know. I don't know. Well, your kids eat? My kids don't eat. Well, there's some actually really good reasons. Don't eat on Monday. Is that really on there? <laughs> it is. It, it is. is. the stupidest thing ever. Well, the one was, like, conserve toilet paper. That was pretty stupid. Make your own cat food. Make your own dog food. Number seven, don't eat on Monday. Uh, wallow in your own filth. Stop showering. Reduce your water bill. OMG. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say they were good ideas. I just said they were, were great Um but I don't know. I thought it was a little bit of fun. Um but we're gonna really actually talk about uh some ways that we can save some money uh in today's economy, which I think every mom needs to do. I don't know anybody who hasn't cut back, do you? No. I think after our show last week we're all we did was complain <laughs> about people, the, the economy. Um <laughs> You know, and, and you know, this one, in this article, Christy, they talk about using sales to stock up. When items go on sale, load up your pantry or freezer, um, you know, they say that, you know, this helps you really save a lot of money. But I, I don't see it that way because sometimes when I stock up, we get sick of it, right. and then we don't eat it. It freezes in the freezer. It morphs into something I don't recognize, so I throw it out. Two years later, you go... Oh my god! I've got ten pounds of tilapia. How did that happen? But it was only thirty-nine cents a pound. Um, I don't know. I, I, the jury's out on that. Using sales to stock up. What do you think? You're throwing the stuff out. Going, I know. Save all that money. We turn it into dog food. <laughs> Add some rice to it. They'll eat anything. Oh. Do you find that using sales to stock up helps you at all? Um. You know what? I just. Sometimes. No, I don't know because I try to buy what I need only. And some people don't have the space to stock up. I mean, we are lucky that we have a, you know, a good-sized home. (laughs) You know, I have a big space outside that I have, like, my outside pantry. Yes. But... That would be the mouse buffet <laughs> for most of you. How do you not get mice in your food out there? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, because I walk out in your garage and I see this beautiful outdoor pantry. I'm like, how is it not the rat buffet? I mean, just you think it would cause every mouse in the neighborhood to come and eat you in better, your better I better not get mice after this. Oh, no, I hope you do. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you do. Thank we'll you. have the mice update next Thanks, week. Right? Thank you. <laughs> you got it. Um, um, like, I don't know. I don't. I should shop with coupons, but I don't, I feel like I don't, not that I have the time, I don't have patience. I don't. I have those coupons up there you on my wall only because. Well, <laughs> yes, my kids were like, "Look, mom, it's Wiener Schnitzel, ninety nine dollars for a mini root beer float." I'm or like, ninety nine cents. Ninety nine cents, yeah, for a mini root beer float, and uh, they were so excited. They're like, "We're saving you money, mom. We're going to Wiener Schnitzel," and uh, so that's why it's up there. My kid actually clipped coupons, not me. Oh, that's good. Yeah, but I, I just I never get them right. They expire by the time I use them. Mm-hmm. I think you have to make a concerted effort for the coupon thing to really work for you on a regular basis. I think so, too. And I don't want to hoard stuff. I don't want to get so much stuff where you start, like, being a food hoarder. Yeah, we know all about that. (laughs) Because that can happen. (laughs) Because if you hoard things like, I don't know, pancake mix and, and things, and one of your friends will come over and cut all the box tops off and, I mm-hmm. didn't cut any bags. I didn't cut through the bags. <laughs> no, you did. You did a really good job cutting all the box stuff off of that. But you know, the stuff goes bad too. It's like flour yeah. only lasts so long. Pasta starts yeah. to get like wonky, you know, if you don't use it right away. So, you know, when you buy in bulk, it sounds good at the time. And mm-hmm. I think buying in bulk for like paper products, like paper plates or toilet paper or paper towels, like I get that. Mm-hmm. But you know, I <laughs> you're gonna get a present from me, Christine. You're getting some <laughs> 13 bean soup mix because I did buy it in bulk. I bought all those beans to make a 13 uh, bean soup mix, you know, like I made for you. Um, and then I realized when I went and bought all these beans in bulk, I mean, it's as big as, like, you know, an oatmeal jar. It's like, we're going to eat 13 bean soup till the cows come home. Forever. 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 <laughs> Unless we get a mouse in there to knock some of those back. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, how much bean soup can you eat? How much pasta can you eat? How much rice can you eat? And, you know, the bulk stuff is great if you had nine children. Right. You know, I have two boys, they (laughs) don't eat, and I don't eat that much, and buying in bulk means it just loads up in my pantry until I cook for the Holly family and send food (laughs) over there. Um, But, yeah, so I don't know. I think the jury's out on that, you know. It depends. I mean, I buy at Costco and Sam's Club. I buy in, like, that kind of bulk. That kind of bulk, yeah. You know, and, and we use most of the stuff that we buy. You haven't, like, bought, like, a side of beef or anything. No. Oh, What about a deer? Like no, 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 no. Oh, listen to you horrified, Missa. I raised and butchered my own turkey. <laughs> it's a turkey, not a deer. Well, what's the difference? They both have feet. The deer has four feet. <laughs> <laughs> and, and. Well, how many turkeys did you have? Would you have six turkeys? Five, I think. Five. So that's the equivalent to like two and a half deer. i wasn't there i didn't do it no you didn't but but the the point is that it you know i don't know i have no idea we got so off on a tangent um but the buying in bulk i do it i do have cost um i use sam's club but um i find though that i spend an awful lot of money when i (laughs) go there and it doesn't ever feel like a savings it's been an awful lot of money too, but then I don't have to go as often. That's true. The time saving, that's a whole different matter. We're talking about cost saving, how to be a cheaper housekeeper. Um, but I guess a cheaper housekeeper means, like, you know, my town's worth money. <laughs> that's <laughs> so. right. That's right. That's the way I look at it. It is. Well, you know what? It's just really hard. Any way you slice it. Um, It's hard these days to cut back, find out where to cut back, how to make um, homegrown turkeys uh, turn into mule deer. But, um, you know, I think, yeah, buying in bulk, using sales to stock up, buying in season, those things are You know, things that we try to do as much as we can, but I know when I buy that big thing of strawberries, almost invariably half of them go bad. (laughs) All right, well, my name is Sandra Beck on that high note, (laughs) along with Christy Holly. Today's show, we're talking about 25 ways to be a cheaper housekeeper or how to raise turkeys. Christy's going to come back and tell us what it's like to raise some turkeys. Was that cost-effective? No. No. Okay, well, you ruined that. So, <laughs> When we come back from the break, we're going to talk about um, some other ways that we can cut our costs as Listen we raise as our kids and handle households. our household. Challenge what the future holds. Try and keep
0: your head up to the sky. Love as they may Stay with us. There's lots more great conversation to come on Motherhood Talk Radio with Sandra Beck right after these messages. You've been laid
2: off. must be integrated in order for a person to be successfully unemployed so they can then be successfully employed. This show is designed to help you move forward from job loss to finding or creating more fulfilling work. For more on Alan Sherwood, MBA, and the show, check out his website, SuccessfullyUnemployed.com. Then join us for Successfully Unemployed with Alan Sherwood, MBA. Thursday nights at 8, 7 central here on Togenet.com. For more information on Blythe and how she can help you, go to babyinstructions.com. From 32 ways to stop a baby from crying, to 14 ways to get a baby to eat, and so much more. It's Baby and Toddler Instructions with Blythe Lippman on Toginet.com. as your day unfolds. Challenge what the future holds. Trying to keep your head
0: up to the sky. Welcome back to Motherhood Talk Radio with Sandra Beck, bringing you interesting, influential, and inspiring guests every week, helping you make a difference in your world and the world around us. Let's get back to the show. Here's Sandra
1: Beck. Hey, Mamas, this is Sandra Beck, and I'm here with Christy Holly, and this is our cheap housekeeping. Does that sound good? (laughs) Cheaper housekeeper? Cheaper housekeeper. I don't think of myself as a housekeeper, do you? Well, uh, yeah, I am. Well, it's like part of what you do. It's... yeah, more like a, a chauffeur, a housekeeper, right, a gardener, a referee. Referee, <laughs> that's, that's like a big a my one. top, my top one. Yeah. Well, you you have that exponential factor. I think when you have odd number children, it's just brutal. When you got twos, fours, sixes, at least they can pair off. But when you have that odd man out, man, somebody's already left out. Somebody's already crying, and you've added more to your brood. You've added some extras on the weekend. <laughs> <laughs> they walked in. I'm like, you're like one of those ducks with like 50 chickens or. 50 ducklings behind you. I know. It's hard. Um, I didn't realize how it's hard, five hard <laughs> it was when they're not yours. That's true. Because it's different because you can't discipline them the same way and you have to, like, right. There's a. You can't, yeah. like. You can't beat them. or and you have to watch them more. To, because it's like if your kid cuts his finger, you're like, well, you shouldn't have done that. <laughs> when it's your friend's kid cutting his finger, yeah. oh, I'm so sorry, let me get a band aid. Don't tell your mother what happened. <laughs> but, the, you know, I mean, it was a little crazy. The This past weekend, I only had one extra kid, but he was still, it was as much as having. So we can be for that having a sister, because he doesn't listen. He and doesn't listen. I wanted to smack him at, at at baseball because he wasn't listening to you at all. He's like throwing rocks, pushing things through the fence. You're like, okay, okay. oh boy, not a my loin. Stop that. And he had that that I'm the mom voice in public. Yeah, and I'm really mad, but stop it. Yeah, well, it is rough. It is. It was rough. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. when you had the two of them. The little girl who kept throwing the doll in the dirt, and I, every woman in the stands there was like, "Pick up the, the doll! Pick up the doll!" We weren't worried about the kid. We just didn't want the doll in the dirt. You know. She was like, "No, no, nope. no." Although, like stuff like that doesn't bother me. as the not listening <sighs> or the just, you know, when him and my youngest are together, like Nick is trying to show off (gasps) and doing all this extra crazy stuff that he doesn't normally do. I saw that when they were on those little scooters at the birthday party thing, and I I, I was surprised because Nick is always so, he's kind of quiet and shy and hides around, and it was like, oh my God, goes Nick? What the hell happened? Yes, it was, it's a different kid. Yeah. And, you know, so it was. I mean I he, I got paid well so I won't complain but I know, but it changes the dynamic and to have five children under the age of eight and they were what three, four three, four, five five, five six seven no six and six, eight. And eight. Yeah, three, four, so we five, need to get you a seven year old just to round it yeah. out. I know. And you will mm-hmm. be like a weird acted Brady Bunch <laughs> person. <laughs> Yeah, but, let me watch all them kids. Let me watch them all. But, yeah, it's, I mean, we're all doing extra things for money. You know, you're selling 31, I'm selling 31. We're, we're running our companies, you're doing notaries, you're doing child care, in addition to raising your three kids and Plus I'm raising my two kids. take care of my grandma. <gasps> that's true. Sorry, forgot one of your jobs. My senior, my senior care. Your senior care, elder care, um, that's a lot. It's a lot. I mean, and and it's like you can do one of two things, or most of us do both. When you need to watch what you're spending, you do extra jobs, Mm -hmm. and then you cut back on what you're spending. And that's one of the things, like, you know, so much of these ideas sound good in principle. I'm going to start making fun of this article now. Yeah. Um, Because one of the things that this author talks about is to make your own fabric freshener. Right. Okay, first of all, I don't even know what a fabric freshener is. I don't freshen my fabrics. They go in the laundry. They come out. When they don't smell good, they go back in the laundry. <laughs> and she advocates mixing four tablespoons of ultra-liquid fabric softener. So now you have to buy so, the expensive fabric softener. So it's fabric softener and what? With water. In a new plastic spray bottle. So you got to buy the plastic spray bottle. And... Um, I don't know. She doesn't say what to do with it. So she's, what? You got to spray it on all your clothes with, before they go in or after they go in? No, because she's like, you can use scented fabric softener or try unscented with a few top drops of your essential oils. Mix well and test on an inconspicuous spot first. This can be used like the commercial fabric fresheners. Test to be sure of fabric compatibility. Is she talking about Febreze and I stuff probably. like that? You spray around.
2: I don't know. Yeah, uh,
1: what a pain. I'm not doing it. Because to me, it's going to cost money. I've got to buy ultra liquid fabric softener. I've got to buy a new plastic spray bottle. Yeah. I could just buy the existing spray bottle that comes with Pabrini's <laughs> in it, and I know it works. Um, this was a good one. I thought use one pot recipes for meals. This will not only save you money on washing the dishes, the time, but it'll give you more time to enjoy your family. I like one pot meals. Yeah, I do, too. You know, and actually, you know, I did go to Big Lots this week and I bought these Anchor Hocking cookware things because, you know, I've been using those plastics. But um, Mitra, uh, my friend Dr. Gouche, is <laughs> really on me. She's tried oh, to get me plastic. Oh, I know. She's like, Oh my God, don't you know? Don't eat that. You just poisoned your children. <laughs> and so, and she says that in a delightful German accent. So I'm like, Oh my God. Um, but so they had these Anchor Hocking cookware things. They're like brownie pans but they're made of pyrex so that's mm-hmm. probably toxic too but the nice thing about it is you can like i cooked brownies in it and they have a rubber top that closed the thing off so when i made my soup and stuff this week in the chicken soup i make every week i put it in that and it can go from like freezer to dishwasher to oven not with the plaster top <laughs> <off> on it <laughs> but it was um, but i found like it, you know they're really handy and in fact i made banana bread on what is that well, I made banana bread, but then I forgot it was in the oven, and I didn't put the timer on. Oh, gee. Oh it was burned black, like black bricks. I mean, that's just that's all that was left of it. It was almost like approaching cremation. It was that bad. But the amazing thing was? That anchor hocking cookware, I turned it over. The scorched banana bread popped right out like a little happy soldier. I put them right in the trash because even the dogs wouldn't eat it. It was that burn. But cleanup was a breeze. And I love that I could take that soup and I froze it whole. You know what I mean? I just cooked it, put it mm-hmm. in there, froze it whole. And then when it comes out, I can just leave it on the counter. And um, I, was really th- I was really pleased with them. And they were $3 each. Huh. yeah about three of them for ten dollars couldn't couldn't beat it and i threw away a lot of that plastic toxic stuff <laughs> i'm gonna send it to your house <laughs> <laughs> they not poison you over there Poison my kids yeah um okay so uh i found that yeah that one pot thing whether it's in a crock pot whether it's a casserole dish and that's kind of what these are, are casserole dishes with lids and they're clear so they don't stain so oh, i like that. that i like that yeah um here's one uh in 25 ways to be a cheaper housekeeper, use old newspapers to dry mirrors after cleaning. Okay. <laughs> what are we homeless? <laughs> I mean, newspapers anymore? I, don't, I, don't I haven't bought a newspaper in I don't know. I years? haven't bought a newspaper since um, the day before Thanksgiving. Because oh, just the coupons. You know ads. ads. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, no, I'm serious. I save money by not buying these. <laughs> there they, you go. And then, okay. they, you know, the, the trees. People. Thank you. Yes. So do the green people. But, um, yeah, I'm just like, you know, use old newspapers to dry mirrors. I know, you know, you could use old newspapers to do a lot of things. You should wrap Christmas presents <laughs> in them, grab birthday presents. It would just be the worst, worst <laughs> birthday party gift ever. That poor kid. That poor kid. <laughs> that poor, poor kid. A really great gift in there, like a Tiffany keychain or a Tiffany rattle for a baby, and then just wrap it in old USA Today paper. So, you and my grandma used to do that when I was little. They would wrap our gifts in the funny papers, you know, the comics, mm-hmm. and then put a bow on it. Because mm-hmm. they were German and cheap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, we've got a, somebody writing in on our chat room named Robin who says that newspaper thing is old. See, her grandma used to do it, too. I'm not the only one. Okay. Yeah. Oh, so here we go. With or, or foil. People used to use foil. The wrap stuff. Yeah. So yes. Put it on your head <laughs> and, and, like, I don't know, called aliens. Yeah. The wrap presents. Oh, that's foil. true. Yeah, with tinfoil. Or aluminum foil. Aluminum foil. Then you don't need tape. Look at me. <laughs> oh, you know, <laughs> I'm not do that. You know, a friend of mine had his, his 43rd birthday recently, and I realized, like, how far I've come from adult interaction in certain things because we met in a restaurant to celebrate, to work. And then, you know, I had made him some CDs of um, Headbanger 80s music. And, you know, and I had bought nice CDs with different colors on them. But then when it came to wrapping them, I'm like, crap. I don't have anything in the house. I don't have anything appropriate for a 42-year-old man who's not going to appreciate Elmore's SpongeBob. And um, so I just took a piece of tissue paper and I, like, folded over. I didn't even tape it. I know, it was awful. And then we're sitting there having lunch, you know, doing our work, whatever, and I'm like, hey, here's your birthday present. <laughs> it across the table. It wasn't even wrapped. It was just, you know, wrapped in a meal. You know, it was like, you know, I might as well fold it in tin <laughs> Here you go. Here you go. Happy birthday. <laughs> yeah, well, all right. So enough of that. Uh, let's see. Oh, here's another one. This is the same author, How to Create Your Own Air Freshener. Now, this to me is just... Stupid. All right. Bring um, it. Yeah. Fill a saucepan half full of water. Add cinnamon sticks, orange peel, and some cloves. Simmer on the stove top, adding water continuously as the mixture reduces. It'll fill your home with a great smell. Now I don't doubt that because those are all really good scents. But how much energy are we wasting? We're boiling off water. We've got the stove running. And if it's 115 out, <laughs> which it is here, we've got to turn the air conditioning on just to cool down the house from all the boiling water. Right. So I'm thinking... <clears throat> I just, I don't think that's a good one. Now, this one, I don't even know what this is about doing on here. Freshen your drain. She's really into freshening. She likes the word freshen. She oh, likes to freshen things. Yeah. You know how you want to save money and create your own air freshener? Open your windows. That's <laughs> a <laughs> good idea. No, it's free. Yeah, it's free. It's free. Shut the air conditioning, open them. Because, you know, I grew up without air conditioning. How about you? We had air conditioning. Well, it's just the swamp cooler. And things would get damp. Or it'd be like, close um... the door there. <laughs> Now, for those of us not from Swamp Coolerville, when we come back from the break, we're going to find out just exactly what a swamp cooler is. I have no idea what that is. I've heard that term before. My dad's a heating and very ventilation, air conditioning specialist. Never heard of the word swamp cooler. I don't know if we have swamp coolers on the East Coast. We might, we might, we might not. We're going to look that up on the break. We're going to talk about Christy's swamp cooler (laughs) childhood experiences when we come back. My name is Sandra Beck. I'm the host of Motherhood Talk Radio along with Christy Holly. Next week you're going to want to tune in and listen to Robin Boyd. She's going to do a very uplifting and powerful show about cancer. And um, we are big breast cancer, not fans over here, but we're, we're advocates to find a solution to find a cure. So you'll want, want to miss that show next week. When we come back from the break, it's going to be more making fun of housekeeping tips and Chrissy's Swamp Cooler story. <laughs>
0: Stay with us. There's lots more great conversation to come on Motherhood Talk Radio with Sandra Beck right after these
2: messages. I am beautiful no matter what they say. Words can't bring me down.
0: I am beautiful
2: in every single way. yes wonderful parents and teachers. Here is a series of alarming yet true facts about the current state of teaching reading in the United States. The federal government has spent close to half a trillion dollars to improve reading ability, and yet we still have over 8 million students who cannot read on grade level, 440,000 students who have a total reading vocabulary of 50 words or less, and a national dropout rate of one new student every 26 seconds. Sadly, one of these could be yours. Fortunately, it's not too late to help. Introducing The Reading Show with Dr. Joe, a fast-paced, highly informative, easy-to-listen-to show led by nationally recognized reading authority, Dr. Joe Lokovich. For more on Joe on the show, check out his website, failurefreeonline.com. Listen in this week to learn amazingly simple ways to turn this problem around. The Reading Show with Dr. Joe with your host, Dr. Joe Lokovich, Fridays at 10 a.m. Central on Toginet.com. Are you ready to get your woohoo on? From business and branding to babies, best-selling books and personal breakthroughs, then it's time to tune in to Woohoo Radio, love, life, business, and the pursuit of happiness with your host, Lisa Stedman. Wednesday afternoons at 4 p.m. Central on Toginet.com. Using her signature blend of inspiration, motivation, and kick-butt action, best-selling author and chief woohoo woman, Lisa Stedman, wants to help you discover the woohoo that only you you can do. Lisa will show you how to create your signature woohoo way of love, life, business, and the pursuit of happiness without losing yourself. If you're tired of a one size fits all approach to career, relationships, and personal growth, get your weekly woohoo on with Lisa and her rock star guests as they reveal their personal stories of bouncing back from boohoo of rock bottom into the woohoo of love, life, business, and the pursuit of happiness. Check out her website, lisastedman.com. Join us for woohoo radio, love, life, business, and the pursuit of of Happiness, Wednesday afternoons at 4 p.m. Central on toginet.com.
0: Welcome back to Motherhood Talk Radio with Sandra Beck, bringing you interesting, influential, and inspiring guests every week, helping you make a difference in your world and the world around us. Let's get back to the show. Here's Sandra Beck.
1: This is Sandra Beck, and as promised, I'm here with Christy Holly <laughs> and her swamp cooler. Now I got to tell you, I am from the Upper East Coast. It's very moist up there. We have our swamps. So we keep them contained in the backyard. We don't put them in an electrical boxes. Put them in our living room <laughs> and call them that. But I didn't really know. I, uh, in all honesty, I didn't know what a swamp cooler was. I'd heard the term used out here. Yes. So for our listeners that are not in, what do we call it? Uh, Hot, dry, desert climates like um, Salt Lake City, Albuquerque, El Paso, Tucson, Fresno, parts of California, uh, New Mexico, Arizona, and Denver. So if you're listening from those states, you know what we're talking about. Just tune out. Come back in. We'll, we'll make fun of you later. Um, but an, it's an evaporative cooler. Also known as a swamp cooler, desert cooler, wet air cooler. It's something that cools due to the evaporation of water, which is why you need a dry climate. Yes. So you put water in this thing, Right. Yeah, water runs through it, so if so I mean, you, don't like, you don't stand there with a hose, do you fill it, <laughs> or do you, is it hooked to your... It's hooked to the water. Oh, okay. uh, so it's like an ice maker, only yeah. it's cool, so it evaporates. <laughs> well, I don't know. I'm trying to understand this, because it made me think of, like, when we go to uh, Six Flags. Mm-hmm. You stand uh, in line, you know, and they mist water on you, and that's they mist water on you to keep people cool, mm-hmm. and that's that evaporative, you know, use of cooling. And I always thought, I'm like, oh my god, what are they growing people here? Because to <laughs> me, it was like a giant, like I I never seen that before, you know, coming the misted, out here, misting the you misting thing. It? No, really? no, no, oh. no, because when you're when you're like in humid areas, the last thing you want to do, you're already soaking wet, and it's humid, and the air is not evaporating. You know, it's, when, you're, when it's really humid, you don't add more water to it. You just have people get heat stroke falling over. That only works in a hot, uh, desert climate. Like, here's a perfect example. When we would get out of our lake growing up, you could walk from the, like, lake to the house, mm-hmm. and your bathing suit would be wet for the next two days. Like, it wouldn't dry out. Huh? Here... You get out of the pool, it's 10 feet from my pool to the house, that evaporative effect that dries so fast, you actually get a chill. No, it could be 105 degrees out. You get out of the pool, it evaporates so fast, it causes a chill. <laughs> I thought, you know, like every time like, I have the flu, <laughs> getting out of the pool until my dad's like, no, Sam, that's the evaporative effect. Um, but it is a cooling effect. So your swamp cooler... You roll this thing in your living room? What are you doing? No, with? no, no. It's on top of the house. Oh, okay. Well, I don't know. <laughs> it's cooler to me. It's something you roll in you take to a tailgate on top of the house. Mm-hmm. Okay. Although they the house. do have those that you could, portable ones that you could roll. My grand had one of those. Right. And Aloha Dawn has one. Yeah. And you just put water in the one. Yeah. House. No, you just flip on a few buttons and the ho- it comes on, turns the water on and the fan on, and, you know, it starts to work. But it does make your house, like, a little damp. Well, and, and, swamp. Swamp. <laughs> now, and you said there's an odor to it, which is probably where the name Swamp Cooler probably, comes Probably, but it's not like a, ew, like it smells like a, well, I've never smelled a swamp what before. Swamp? <laughs> a swamp smells, uh, I'm going to tell you, we had swampy, marshy areas growing up in our property, and they have a distinctive smell. They're not unpleasant. They just smell kind of like To me, they smell like plants. They smell like freshly watered plants. Yeah, yes, that's what it smells like. But that's when I walk into my parents' house. Now it brings back, like, it feels like summer, like when I was a kid, just that smell. It's weird. So basically you just told everyone you're a redneck. Yes. Yeah. Well, you know, I didn't have air <laughs> conditioning. So yeah. I was a poor redneck. <laughs> you were the rich redneck with the yeah. swamp cooler. That's right. Did most houses have swamp coolers? Yeah, that's what yeah. they used. Like central air didn't come along till central air and heating it didn't come along till like down later down the road. Okay. My parents still don't have that. Okay. But. Well, we heated with water. You know, we had pipes that ran through our house. Um, This is in upstate New York in Buffalo. Um, But we had... It would circulate hot water through the pipes, and there was, like, the pipes would run along the baseboards, and then there'd be, like, a little metal thing over it, and they would get really hot sometimes. Like, you know, you couldn't touch them. You'd burn your foot if you stepped on it. But the hot water runs through the house, and that's what heats the house. It doesn't blow dry air. Like, I have forced air, electric heat, and electric air conditioning here, Mm -hmm. and it gets super dry. I mean, the kids get nosebleeds. It's crazy um, how just how different it was cuz I don't ever remember being that dry but then I'm from an area where there's a swamp in the backyard and <laughs> a pond but I thought that smelled good I didn't I don't think it smells bad no it doesn't smell bad it just it's just different yeah well they say it's you know the swamp cooler name came from the smell of algae so maybe maybe that's why this lady keeps writing about air fresheners because she has a swamp cooler <laughs> and she wants it to smell different maybe yeah Well, she has a cheap way of freshening your drain is put an orange peel or lemon peel down the garbage disposal, better than a fork, and it leaves a fresh scent in your drain. Oh, brother, we all know that. I didn't know that.
2: Oh.
1: Well, also, if you want to sharpen your blades, throw some ice in there. Really? Yeah. Really? Yes. That's not an old wives' tale. I don't think so. Google it. I don't yeah. think so. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't think so. <laughs> check the gods at Google. <laughs> we like, we just got 400 emails from listeners around the country that just broke their garbage disposals <laughs> thanks to Christy Holly. We don't take any responsibility <laughs> for advice given on this. So, first. Google it yeah, first. check the gods at Google. And, uh, Um, Oh, this is a good one. This is a hoot. Okay, Uh, this is number 14 in the ways to be a cheap housekeeper. Cut down on outside help. (laughs) I'll save money by firing my housekeeper. It's like, who is a housekeeper to fire? Seriously, she's like, you know, get your kids involved in cleaning. Create a cleaning schedule that fits with your family's lifestyle so you can reduce the number of visits by a paid housekeeper. (laughs) <laughs> you have the paid housekeeper. Right. Yeah. Uh-oh. Not yeah. going to happen. <clears throat> okay. This is another one that I'm going to fire her for. Uh, shop around, find the best deals on products you can't live without. Check out store circulators, shop at dollar stores and discount warehouses, and check out each grocery store at four fifty a gallon yeah. with your big tank. <laughs> yeah, you know where she can go. Yeah, you would blow like thirty dollars on gas just going from Walmart and to Target. Now I have to go back to the first store. Right. <laughs> Not so much, not so much. Let's see, what else can we pick on her for? Because you know what? That's what I used to do. I'm like, oh, what if it's cheaper here? Yep. You know, I'll be at Walmart going, oh, I think it's cheaper at Sam's Club, so I'm going to go to Sam's Club. Even though Sam's Club is owned by Walmart. Yeah. Yeah, you but know, sometimes it is. I, said, I almost did that today, buying my creamer. <gasps> I know, okay. and then I thought, you know what? I'm going to save time, and I'm going to spend that extra $1. fifty on my creamer, the big one. Yeah. Instead of, like, driving over there to Sam's Club right, and, and checking it out. Getting in there and, yeah. Yeah, I agree. Just saying. Okay, this one, and I, you know, I'm going to make fun of her again. <laughs> Invest in entrance mats. Okay, first of all, an entrance mat is not an investment. It doesn't have a return on investment. An entrance mat is what? <laughs> Four bucks? Five bucks? Unless you buy some, like, super fancy, you know, like, rich person brand. Having a doormat directly inside and outside each entrance can reduce the amount of dirt being tracked on your floors. Now, that I will tell you I do because you see there's a mat on the outside of my door and then the inside. But I do that because the kids just track in everything from dog poop to snake guts and, you know, yeah, well, they step in everything. Don't your kids take your shoes off before they come in? No. Oh, mine do. They have to. Well, but so you don't have as much white carpet as I do. Yeah. I've got a sea of, of beige carpet that's just begging for stains. Um, but I have to agree with her. I would not invest in entrance mats. I'd go to Big Lots or Pick and Save or pick some up at Target when they're on sale. Um, but I wouldn't call that an investment. Now, they do implement the no-shoe rule, which I have to say is really important. It has kept my carpet so much cleaner. You know, I've had, had two houses with kids mm-hmm. and um you know in my flagstaff place which was mostly tile but the carpeted area we tracked in a lot more i didn't have the no shoe rule in that house but i have it here yeah and it does keep my carpets cleaner and i don't have to clean them and it's less labor and you, oh, my oh, my God. God. I know. you cannot bring those dirty foot <laughs> things in my house i learned that from asian people <laughs> they have they they put on their slippers they leave their Shoes outside, and there are things much cleaner. And you just brought your big germ <laughs> <laughs> you know, you brought your germ filled feet in here? I know oh. all right, well, you can take those <laughs> germ filled feet and take them out. <laughs> she is now stamping her feet all over my white carpet. <laughs> Dermy, dermy Jermy. All right. Well, I will excuse you. Thank you. But we do have a no-shoe rule in here. Now, this is a really fun <laughs> one. Okay, we've only got three minutes to the end of the show. But this is a way to be a cheaper housekeeper. Read and follow the directions. That is true. <laughs> How many things have you broken? I broke, like, two blenders, the same one. But thank God Target took it back. My... I screwed okay. the blender top on, and I didn't read it. But you're supposed to, like... Turn the bottom of the blender, the the glass part, a certain way to line it up before you put it on. I did not read it, so I put the the big glass, the big glass thing on top, and I fired it up. And I was like, <laughs> and then all of a sudden, the blade didn't turn anymore. And I looked it up, and I'm like, wow, it stripped that. How <laughs> <laughs> that happened? Yeah, so I took it back. I'm like, I have a faulty blender. And I got a new blender because was like thirty bucks. So, brought the new blender home. Did the same thing, and then I'm like, okay, either it's a structural defect in the blender, or perhaps, <laughs> just, <laughs> just perhaps. perhaps I should read the directions. And sure enough, you're supposed to put it on, line up that black plastic thing, you know what I mean? Yeah. And then turn it on. So I brought that blender back the second one it broke. they are like, hey, lady, hey, lady. But I got a different blender cuz I thought any <laughs> blender that takes that much effort to line up, I know there's going to be one day when I'm in a hurry, I don't put it on right and I strip it again. <laughs> yeah. So I got a different blender after it broke too. I did that with my Shark, my Shark steamer. <gasps> you did? Yeah. Well, you got to use like the right kind of water or your thing will calcify. Just saying. Oh, you have to use like what? Soda water? Like, like distilled water or something? I don't know if our water is hard or soft, but whatever it did, it calcified my thing and then I blew the engine. or blew the motor. <laughs> <laughs> and so now I don't have it anymore. You didn't take it back like me? No, because it was been a long time. Oh, okay. So you broke it after <laughs> you. You didn't broke it immediately. Yeah, it took a while because I was using water at my house and the water at my grandma's house. So. I see. I see. Well, you know what? We're at the end of our show. Oh. We have made fun of these people. We want to thank them for putting <laughs> yes. stuff up on the Internet so that we could make fun of it. Next week, we're going to welcome Robin Boyd, and we're going to talk about cancer, and we're going to it's going to be uplifting and wonderful. It's not going to be a sad show, so you're going to want to tune in. I might cry, but that's just what I do. And... Uh, Uh, Thanks for
0: listening, and we'll talk to you guys next week. Thanks for being with us today on Motherhood Talk Radio, starring Sandra Beck. Motherhood Talk Radio.